0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the 131 Podcast. Today is episode 28, and before we get into the show, let's check in with Acorn and Briggs. Boys, how's it going?
1: What's going on, Lib? Uh, happy Saturday. I'm very happy to talk about some uh, some draft picks and uh, get after it.
2: Good morning, guys. Uh, ready to talk some more hockey. Got a fun little analysis we got for you guys today, so I'm excited for it.
0: Yeah, boys. so let's just jump right into it. Not much going on in hockey news this week per se, so felt that it was appropriate to kind of switch it up and uh, do something different. But before we get into the analysis of the last 20 first overall picks, this week's trivia question comes from the Hockey Minute, and the question is, who is the last player to be drafted out of Junior B in the first round of the NHL draft? I don't know who this is, so I'm just going to take I, a guess, and then I'm going to look it up afterwards. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with, like, I know this is
1: wrong, but, like,
0: Tyler Johnson?
1: <laughs> you might be right. No, no, he played for the um the Seattle, not the, yeah, the Seattle, Thunder, or no, the Spokane Chiefs, so, you know, he didn't play junior B. Want to no, I say get...
2: Zach Sanishan, but I remember he was the fourth liner of a good team. I think that's why I'm thinking that
1: he played. Yeah, he played for the St. Marie Greyhounds, I think. Um, I was gonna say Ryan Jones, but Ryan Jones, I don't think was a first rounder. I think I said this to Eric a couple of days ago. I, I uh, fuck, Kale McCarr.
0: Interesting. So apparently it has it was dalton michael laville he was drafted by the atlanta thrashers in the first round 29th overall and he came out of the junior b league
1: i thought i thought mccarr came out junior b playing in the ajhl but i guess it's not considered junior b
0: yeah i guess it's not but i would have never guessed that and yeah i was, I'm was not, gonna say i was thinking of um
1: alex newhook uh as well he played some it was like it wasn't he didn't play in the CHL before he went uh, to Boston college and he was a first rounder for i think he's Colorado's pick if i'm not mistaken
0: yeah he's he's with Colorado but yeah shout out to the boys over at the hockey minute thanks for the question this week uh we'll start doing that as a recurring trend uh if you guys have any trivia questions that you want to shoot over to us uh please do so it's a fun little challenge. It kind of brings us back to the first couple episodes, Acorn, when we were doing those sixty-second challenges, and uh those got a little out of hand, and we never even got like any of them right. I was gonna say if you're
2: sending in trivia questions, make
0: them easier than that. Off to an electric start today. Yeah, oh for one, <laughs> O oh for one, but we'll uh we'll get it right. We'll go back to the locker room, talk to the boys, and then we'll get back out there, get the two points, and get out. Yeah, pucks indeed, he fucks. <laughs> but yeah, let's uh let's hop into this week's episode. Thought we would change it up. And this week, we're going to rank the first overall picks for the last 20 years using a tier list system. So the way this will work, tier one will be Hall of Fame. Tier two will be All-Star. Tier three will be Above Average. Tier four will be Average. Tier five will be below average, and then tier six will be a bust.
1: Gotcha. All right, here we go. Let's start her up, boys. All right,
0: so we're going to go all the way back to 2000. The first overall pick was Rick DiPietro. He was drafted by the Islanders. 319 games played, 130 wins. He had 16 shutouts. He has no individual awards and he ended up retiring in 2014 if i'm not mistaken he was sent down to bridgeport and DiPietro was one of those players who he got that massive 13 year contract so where do you
1: guys think he lands on your tier list in my list he floats between a 5 and a 6 i don't i don't know if he's a bust he played a, like I, to me a bust played like one or two seasons and then kind of got out and never was productive he did have some productive seasons, so I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say he was a below average pick.
2: Yeah, I agree. I'm on the same boat. I couldn't, uh, ha- I didn't have the heart to give him a bust here. He had played uh, 60 games in three seasons in a row and didn't have terrible save percentage. He's still in the 900s, so, um, definitely not overwhelming, but not too underwhelming. Uh, I think part of the reason he stuck around that long was because of the 13-year contract. I don't think they had the heart to just give up on him and eat that money. Um, But, you know, I I agree below average. And once we get to the rest of this list, you'll see why. Um, Some amazing picks going up here.
1: Yeah, I mean, he was amazing at BU in his time there. And we spoke about this with with Carl Corzini in a couple episodes past, uh, how good he was when he came in as a freshman and then boom right uh right to the number one overall pick Uh, i don't know man i just think if he didn't get that massive contract will we be saying things different because of how much money he got paid and how he produced after the big money rather than him getting like uh you know like a not anything crazy and whatever and like kind of lived out the the amount of games played with like less money do you think that kind of would change things
0: well my answer for D. Pietro is I think he's a bust because of the huge contract that he got. Like nobody signs those kind, the, the kind of players that sign those contracts are like the Ovechkins and the Kovalchucks. Yeah. But for me, especially a, a goalie going first overall and the amount of time yeah. that he only played, he's a bust yeah. in my eyes. And I understand the argument for below average, but I just The Islanders were just so bad for so many years until the emergence of Tavares, but still for me, I can't, I can't give him enough love to say below average. So I'm going to call him a bust. That's fair. I guess my only point to the contract
2: would be that he got that right out of college. You know, they gave him all of that money right away. So you can't really blame him for that. You could blame the Islanders organization for making that jump. It's the owner. Yeah. And like, it, it especially at that time like you didn't see a ton of goalies coming in that young and making an impact the the golden rule is 25 is when a goalie is really mature enough to you know be the be the star uh backstop for a team uh we've seen that change a little bit with guys like Matt Marie Vasilevsky but um yeah I don't know if you can blame him for the contract necessarily
0: well, Casey, I don't know if you know this off the top of your head or maybe you can, uh, you know, look it up later, but I don't remember, like, Brodor ever getting a contract like that. But look,
1: who was the GM? Lamorello. Lamorello. Yeah, do you think – he doesn't give crazy contracts. The GM of the Islanders didn't give that contract, Gar Snow. It was Charles Wang, the owner, who made that contract. I remember listening back to um, – a uh, podcast with Mike Milberry at the time was saying that was the reason why they didn't want to give him that length of contract cuz no one had gotten a contract like that at that money it was the owner that made that decision. Ter- yeah.
0: It's just a terrible decision in my point. I mean hindsight is 2020 but yeah, but- that contract was crazy, man.
1: Yeah, I think yeah. we should move on. Rick, you got your money. A lot more than you you should have gotten you're it you're below average bust number one overall pick but you're number one overall pick so who gives a shit
0: yeah higher than i'll ever go so 2001 Ilya kovalchuk drafted by the atlanta thrashers 926 games played 876 points let me list some accolades he won an olympic gold in 2018 with uh olympic athletes of russia so i don't know if you really want to call it olympic gold but that's me uh, One-time Rocket Richard winner, two-time KHL champ. He left the NHL in 2013, and he came back in 2018.
1: Uh, where does Kovalchuk uh, land for you guys? Uh, two. He's an all-star. He's not a Hall of Famer. No, he doesn't have enough accolades, doesn't have enough points, games played. Him leaving the NHL kind of hurt him there, too, I think. So in my eyes, stud player, crazy talent, all-star, not a Hall of Famer.
2: Yeah, I agree. He's an all-star. Um, had a just was a natural goal scorer, but um went to a cup final, didn't end up finishing the job. And then the trips back and forth to Russia were a little uh little burden on his career in my opinion, but definitely not a Hall of Famer at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't see myself saying Kovalchuk was above average because when you look at that video of him on the Thrashers and even on the Devils; like he was nasty. Like
1: he was better than Zach Parise when he was there too. Yeah, and like, he was better than like Cosa and Heatley at the time.
0: Yeah, Kovalchuk was just straight filthy, oh. and like he still can shoot the puck today. So I agree with yeah. you, boys. I think it's All Star across the board for Kovalchuk. Um, he's definitely kind of on his last legs, though. He's was bump- He's yeah. uh, bumping around this season. He went from the Kings to uh, Montreal, and then to Washington. Um, So, yeah, that's an easy one. Kovalchuk will slot him in for All-Star. Next up is 2002. The first overall pick was Rick Nash, drafted by the Columbus Blue Jackets. Played 1,060 games. He had 805 points. Two-time Olympic gold. He won the Foundation Player Award. One-time Rocket Richard winner, and he retired in 2018 as a member of the Boston Bruins.
1: I think he's a Hall of Famer. I have a soft spot for Rick Nash. I think if he didn't play in Columbus for the his majority of his career, he you'd think of him different, but he played on a bad team for a long time and then finally got the hell out of Columbus to go to New York. And he really was a shot in the arm for the Rangers. I, man, I, I don't know. He, he's... It, for me he's between one and two and i want to say hall of fame just because he played so long and if he didn't get concussed he could probably maybe help the bruins win the cup yeah he's just
2: below hall of famer for me he's gonna be an all-star um kovalchuk actually had more points than him in his career which is uh still going on a little surprising to me but uh never won anything he does have the rocket richard does have the olympic golds but that's playing for Canada. Um, little bit of a drop-off towards the end of his career started to slow down through no fault of his own. And unfortunately ran into concussion issues. I think it was towards the end, but, um, was definitely a great player. Big body was elite from the time he was 18 years old in a league with grown men. So um, just going to fall into that all-star category for me.
0: I, uh, I'm going to disagree with both of you. I'm going to go above average here. Um, I think Nash was a big power forward kind of like he he could he could put the puck in the net but for me man like all-star like when I compare when I compare Rick Nash to Kovalchuk if we're going to say all-star like Rick Nash was just he he's like a poor man's uh Eric Lindros in my opinion that's that's a fucking hot take but um I just I can't see him saying saying he's an all-star but I don't know. He's above average for me. I think it's a lack of, uh, like hardware. I mean, he does have a Rocky Rashard, but that was back in what, like 2003. And then even when he was on the Rangers, he was kind of slowing down there. I remember he was like really snake bit with the Rangers after he had like 40 goals with them. But I agree with you guys on the points like Columbus just being a bad team. But for me, I'm going to go above average. Casey, you went all-star, and then Acorn, you went Hall of Fame. So we're all different on that. Um, but let's push to 2003. The first overall pick was Marc-Andre Fleury, drafted by the Pittsburgh Penguins. He's played 840 game, 848 games played. He has 466 wins, 61 shutouts. He's a three-time Stanley Cup champion, and he has one Olympic gold.
1: He, In my opinion, he's a Hall of Famer. He's top 10 in a lot of major goaltender stats all time. He could easily jump in, I think, to the top three and wins all time. The three cups, I know that Matt Murray won. Basically, he was a backup for that one of those, but I think Flurry's a Hall of Famer, especially the longevity of his career, too, is how many games he's played.
2: Wasn't he a backup in – Two of them, or did he play towards the they, end of
1: they? He, I think, I think the that first one of the back to back, they were they weren't fifty fifty, but there were games he didn't play. But he, even like Crosby's, even said like if it wasn't for him, they wouldn't have won that first cup. Like that first of the back to backs, he saved their asses against Washington.
2: Yeah, um, I'm um, definitely between one and two here. It's tough. Um, I didn't realize that one of those cups was on his own. Um, he did lose his job later in his career, but, uh, even nowadays he's been pretty elite. I mean, he's definitely better with a tandem, um, nowadays, but, you know, he was a little underwhelming at first coming into the league when he had a lot of hype behind him, finally came into his own, won that
1: cup um yeah i'll i'll probably land on hall of famer here too he also almost won a fourth vegas when they went to the cup final
0: yeah exactly so you guys both went hall of fame i'm gonna go all-star here um reason being is I don't know if you guys remember that stint from like 2011 to like 2014 of just how hot garbage he was in the playoffs, letting in like four, five, six Genos in a game. And you then, about the Flyers series, yeah, 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 Like that was bad, and like I don't sure. want to dis like. Let me let me just reel off these stats so. Playoff playoff goal, uh, save percentage from 2010 to 2013 891, 899, 834, 883. Like, see, that I think that's what does it for me because then he also has three cups, but he was also riding shotgun to Matt Murray in 2017. So, I think for that matter, like, I still think he's a great goal and he's still elite and he makes great saves i just i don't know he's one of those guys where like he's dead like he could get into the hall of fame but will his
1: playoff save percentage he's he's getting in the hall of fame dude he's going to the hall of fame uh yeah the consi- i think- the consistency for how good he's been for over he won a cup like there's like seven to eight year stretch where he won his cups Oh eight, oh nine to what sorry 09 to 16 so seven years yeah and in yes. those seven years he played like hot garbage i wouldn't say for those total seven years there was times where he did not play well <laughs> any goalie can have stretches where they did not play well he played ve- over his body of work he's played very well he's he's a hall of famer uh
0: i'm gonna go all-star for flurry i'm sorry i just I can't can't do it so uh you two said hall of fame i said all-star um let's move on to 2004 the russian machine never breaks alex ovechkin 1152 games played 1278 points excuse me for how long this is going to take 706 goals, nine time Rocker Richard trophy, one Art Ross, three Hearts, three Lindsay's, Calder trophy, one Stanley Cup, one Conn Smythe, and a Russian Super League
1: champ. Best goal scorer of all time, Hall of Famer. Connor he's, champ. He's definitely a bust. I'm just kidding. Yeah, a huge bust. Yeah. Best, best, uh, I'd say he's the best, him or Malkin are the two best Russian players ever to play. Um, Best, he's the best goal, goal scorer of all time. Mike Bossy has even said it. Um, yeah, he's gonna we keep. We just played
2: like, the NHL 21 trailer, yeah, yeah, Can we exactly. just run that,
1: yeah. Stud, um, guy's a freak, doesn't get hurt, just leave, leave him in his office in that uh one T spot, and he'll score 40 goals for the next 10 more seasons.
0: You think he's so, gonna okay, uh man. break the record?
1: This kind of hurt – the. this didn't help the shutdown of the league, but I still think if he stays healthy, yeah, why not?
0: Yeah, that's another uh, great point that you, you made, Aaron, was the durability. He's only missed, like, four games in the last five years, and those were probably, like, healthy scratches just to, like, get a game off. You know what I'm saying?
2: They already made the playoffs at the end of the season. Yeah, like
0: exactly. So – That's another, like, thing about Ovechkin is he, like, doesn't miss games at all. And he's just – and it's crazy because you think – you go back to, like, when Trotz was the coach and he only had, like, 68 points that one season. And he's still putting up 50 goals each year. So uh, Ovechkin is just – you could even throw in, like, top 10 in history as a tier because that's just how – Fucking good he is. Um, so that's a no-brainer. I think the next one is a no-brainer as well. 2005, Sidney Crosby drafted by the Pittsburgh Penguins. 984 games played, 1263 points. Again, excuse me for how long this is going to take. A member of the Triple Gold Club, Messier Leadership Award, two-time Rocket Richard winner, two-time Art Ross, two-time Hart Trophy, three-time Lindsay, three Stanley Cups, and two-time. Con Smythe winner, and this doesn't even include all the World Championships and World Junior medals that he's got.
1: Easy, easy peasy. Sidney Crosby is a top ten player of all time, Hall of Famer.
2: Yeah, you I mean, you knew it from the time he was fourteen years old. You heard about yeah. Sidney Crosby and when he yeah. was going to get drafted number one overall, and he came into the league, and the team was his immediately. The league was his immediately. It was similar to when Connor Connor McDavid came into the NHL, but he was the first
0: one to do it like that. Um,
2: Just an overall phenom, and he's a Hall of Famer, no doubt.
0: Do you think when his career is all said and done that he is the best to ever play? Like, surpassing Gretzky, not
1: in points, but his play. It's hard to say. It depends on what generation you're from. I feel like us that we got to see him through our lives and like his career, I'd say some of us would say yes, but the people that saw Gretzky play and him would disagree. Again, the game was a lot different back in the eighties and nineties compared to what it is today. No one has, Sidney Crosby's missed more games in a, in a season due to injury than Gretzky ever did in his entire career. That's one thing I always remember that it was easier to score goals back then. And the league like every, t- every superstar had a tough guy with them. Like Gretzky had Dave Semenko and Marty McSorley, but in my opinion, if he wins, maybe say he wins one, one or two more cups, and probably puts up a couple more hundred point seasons, I might say yeah. That's tough
2: for me, just because, like you said, Eric, it was a way different league. You can only compare them to who they were playing against and Gretzky's points speak for themselves. I will say this, though. It's not basketball, but if they played, you know, one-on-one or some comparative where their teams are playing against each other and they were kind of skating with each other the whole game, I think Crosby would skate circles around him just because of the different that athletes are now. Hockey players are way faster. The equipment's way better. Their stick handling is extremely, has, uh, you know, improved insane amounts, um, even the shooting. You know, this the game has just evolved so much from a skill player standpoint, and uh, Sidney Crosby is just—he's just so talented, man.
0: Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like, I think when it's all said and done, if if somebody could compare the two generations, like neutral, like just here are the facts, and not just off of points, I I want to say that when it's all said and done, Sidney Crosby is the best to ever
1: play in the NHL. And I know that's that's. He's it's also a- had to go through the most scrutiny of any player that's ever played in the NHL between media. And he has a squeaky clean image. When have you ever seen Sidney Crosby ever slip up in outside of hockey? That's what I'm saying. Like it's like almost like a Derek Jeet like Derek Jeter in the sense of his his um, what's the term I'm looking for? His image, but obviously Crosby and Derek Jeter like they're two different players
0: yeah i i see what you're saying so like for me if i had to like break it down it would be like this crosby gretzky lemieux ovechkin and then whenever mcdavid like mcdavid's career's up i feel like mcdavid is gonna slide right underneath crosby or even surpass him and then like hull underneath like ovechkin that's just that's just how i i see like when it's all said and done but Top top 10 in history is super easy. All right, 2006, Eric Johnson. He was selected by the St. Louis Blues first overall. He's played 776 games. He has 303 points. Surprisingly, I didn't know this, he had an Olympic silver back in 2010, but besides that, no individual awards uh, to
1: his name. This one's tough. I want to say below average. I don't want to call him a bust because he's still playing. And he he's not, like, he's a serviceable player. I think they just missed. I think he's played too long to be a bust. So I would go below average.
2: Yeah, this is like, I don't know, if you had some type of a burger where there was, like, a really nice bun, a really nice beef patty, and then there's just some old lettuce that was just laying around for too long, and you know, you got the cheese on there that's like really good, and then another nice bun or even a piece of bacon or something. I know I mixed up the cheese and the lettuce uh area, but you know, Jack Johnson is just uh Eric Eric Johnson. Sorry, Eric Johnson is just in the middle there. Um, he's a below average player, and um, yeah, he's been in the league too long to be a bust, like Acorn said. Um, still. I mean, wasn't a crazy draft, but, uh, you know, the, the guys behind him and the guys above him were no doubters. So, um, not a great pick, but not a terrible bust
0: either. Yeah, I'm going to say uh, below average as well. He's just like, you guys have played Chell, right? Like, hockey ultimate team. Like, he's yeah. the type of guy who's like rated 81 overall. And then when you check his individual stats, it's like 81, 81, 81, 81. Everything is just 81. Like it's just
1: (laughs) like Craig Smith. Yeah. Like
0: Craig Smith. Like it's literally like nothing is higher. Nothing is lower. He's that type of like player to me. Yeah. Um, And he's still serviceable. Like you said, he's still playing games. And I think he's had like, he's been playing better later on
1: in his career than he did earlier. Yeah. He's better with, um, I believe him and he went to, colorado for shattenkirk i believe that's the trade that was uh, i think it was like him and chris stewart yeah so
0: uh definitely below average across the board no arguments there uh next guy 2007 it's my guy patty kane baby 973 games played 1022 points he has an olympic silver one art ross one heart one Lindsay, he won the calder trophy his rookie year three times stanley cup champion and one con Smythe trophy
1: best american player best american born player all time hall of famer
2: yeah i agreed um best american born player might not be at the end of the day um, when it's all said and done but three-time Stanley Cup man that's insane the guy is a winner and he's a goal scorer and he's flashy when he does it the stick handling is just you could just just watch his him stick handle and it'll be as entertaining as watching a game I mean the, the kid is amazing and he almost still seems like a kid at this point even though I know he's older than me but Patrick Kane's a Hall of Famer
1: uh, right now, it's Briggs. You, you do make a good point. There are some stud Americans coming up that could surpass him. But right now, I think he holds the belt as the best American born player as of right now, is what I should say. Is yes. that fair?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, the only guy I see like giving mm-hmm. him a run for his money is Matthews, maybe Eichel. Um, but yep. no doubt in my mind, Kane,
1: Hall yeah, I was going to say Jack Hughes, dude. What the fuck? I'm just kidding.
0: Oh, we'll get to Hughes. we'll we'll get to Hughes later. Um, Charlie McHoy. <laughs> um yeah, dude. It's hard to imagine that Kane's only thirty one. He's still got a lot of legs left.
1: Yeah, so you can you can see the difference of the body of work. Like who's still like between him and Taze? He's gonna play a lot longer than Taze did. And I think Taze has just been I think Taze has a lot more miles on his body than Kane does, just the way they play. Oh, dude, Taze gets abused.
0: Yeah, that's no question. I, I won't argue with that. Um, but yeah, easy. Hall of Fame across the board. Best American-born player at the end of the day. Um, let's move on to uh, 2008. Steven Stamkos, uh, drafted by the Tampa Bay Lightning. 803 games played, 832 points. Two-time Rocky Richard trophy. If you remember, he actually split his first one with Crosby and he finally got his Stanley cup this
1: summer. Um, If he right now, he's still, he still has more hockey to play Um, right now. He's if he wasn't injured, he's a easy lock for the hall of fame right now. He's an all-star in my opinion. I think the cup helps his case, but I think when it's all said and done, he'll be a hall of famer. He needs more points and more production before I can give him that. But again. The guy has come back from some gruesome-ass injuries with the knee, blood clots, uh, sports hernia. The guy's been had a lot of issues in his career with injuries, but the fact that he's still playing at elite level with all those is pretty remarkable.
2: You kind of took the words right out of my mouth, man. I would say right now I'd say he's an all-star, but when he's all said and done, um, I'm confident he'll be a Hall of Famer just because I don't think he's done yet. There's way too much talent there. You saw it in the one spurt that he got to play in the NHL playoffs, really, when he scored the goal against Dallas. He's he's an elite goal scorer. If he can get back to somewhat normal, I think he still scores 30-plus a year if he can play that full 282-game season. He's on an amazing team, so who's to say he's not going to win another Stanley Cup? Um, Yeah, so that's where I land when it's all said and done. He'll be in the Hall of Fame.
0: Yeah, man, I, I couldn't agree more. All-star right now, end of his career, definitely Hall of Fame. Uh, That also goes to say, like, if the Tampa Bay Lightning do not win another cup while he's still on the team or before he retires, he's definitely going to go to the Hall of Fame. Um, that's just how I see that. So uh, I think we all agree. All-star right now, he's on the cusp of going uh, being a Hall of Fame player. This next guy, man. This is kind of a tough one for me, but 2009, John Tavares, selected first by the New York Islanders, 814 games played, 769 points. Um, the only real awards he has are those two World Junior Championship uh, golds um, with him and Eberle. Uh, Where do you guys think he uh, stacks on this tier list?
1: All ups. Ooh, Sorry, all-star. That's it.
2: Yeah, he's been an elite player in the league. Um, great player, got paid recently, but he's not a Hall of Famer. He hasn't really won anything. Um, he's brought his team to playoffs, and he's been a great part of what the Islanders were. Um, we'll see if this Maple Leafs stunt ends up being a blemish on his career. I know they're not done, but um, and I know he's played well. But just the talent around him, they've just had so much so many more expectations. And um if you go back and look at this roster, if they don't end up winning anything at the end of the day, I think that will end up being a blemish for him. Um, especially after he took the big contract to go there. But he's uh he's not quite a Hall of Famer for me.
0: Yeah, I think uh the the best spot for Tavares is he's, he's just an all star. Uh he's not on the cusp of Hall of Fame, but he's definitely like he's better than above average um he literally you know single-handedly win one playoff games for the islanders um, oh yeah when he was still there um yeah dude he just needs to win man he's just one of those guys he just needs to win he's kind of like a like a Stamkos, and like even like i wouldn't go so far this is a hot take but like an Iserman kind of player like He's good, but he wasn't. He's not winning any cups. He's not winning anything. I, I, Iserman won three cups. No, no, no. What I'm saying though is before uh, Iserman won his cups, yeah, Iserman was so, like putting up 100 plus points. And then when he was winning his cups, he wasn't putting up 100 points. Um, so he's definitely just an all star, uh, for yeah. me.
1: Oh, my guy.
0: Yeah, this this one's interesting. Uh, 2010 Taylor Hall drafted by the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, This is where this is where the Oilers began their run of first overall picks. Uh, 627 games played, 563 points. Two time Memorial Cup champion with the Windsor Spitfires. I remember watching those games and they were fucking nasty. Yep. And he has one Hart Trophy back in 2018 when he single-handedly dragged the Devils into the playoffs.
1: Uh, well, I'd say All-Star. Um, he's, In my opinion, I'd still take him over Tyler Sagan if he redrafted that, that year. Uh, obviously, he's had some tough times playing for the, the Deadmonton Oilers. Um, the Devils, I mean, like you said, he single-handedly carried them. Curious to see what he does now this year with Buffalo. But yeah, man, I think all said and done. He's gonna unless he plays like ten more seasons and is like productive as hell, he's he's just an all star. He's not gonna be a Hall of Famer.
2: Yeah, his points per game are a little more underwhelming than I would have thought they would be given the Hart trophy here. Um has had some underwhelming seasons, especially with the Oilers. Has been on um four different teams now.
1: Is yeah. It? Uh Oilers De- Oilers, Devils, Devils, Coyotes. Gotcha. Yeah. Three. So, so four technically with Buffalo. Four technically with
2: Buffalo. And Buffalo was an interesting decision. We'll see um how he does over there, but he's between two and three for me. Um I'm my guess I'll land on two. He's an all star given that Heart trophy, being the best player in the league for one year. That kind of speaks for itself, so just on the cusp but he'll make it to all-star for me
0: yeah i think right now in his career i'm gonna go above average i know that's a little underwhelming but i just it's it's got it like something i think he needs to win as well or he needs another individual trophy like i feel like taylor hall could be the kind of guy who could win um uh, I know there's not an award for most assists, but he could definitely be, he's like a huge playmaker and he's, and he flies down the wing. So for me, he's above average and he's like, he's tinkering on all-star. I just think he needs another couple productive seasons. And then I'd say he's an all-star.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I still think at the end of the day when he's all, it's all said and done, he'll be, he's, he's an all-star.
0: Yeah, uh no arguments with that. Uh 2011 Ryan Nugent-Hopkins drafted by the Edmonton Oilers uh after hall 604 games played, 443 points and he has no individual awards. Uh acorn, I know how you feel about him. What do you, what do you think he lands on?
1: Uh I'm going to go uh I'd say he's uh between I'd say right now he's flirting between three and four. I don't think he he's changed his game. Obviously, he came in to be a an elite uh, passer. Just when he watched him in Red Deer uh, through his career, he, the kid was an amazing setup guy. He's changed his game now to be more of like a, a poor man's Bergeron. So I'm going to say four. I love Nuge. I want the Oilers to re-sign him again and keep – I want him to be an, o- an Oiler forever. But, yeah, I'd say – between three and four and i'm leading towards four
2: wow um yeah yeah i'd land on average i had him as above average initially but um yeah i guess the points per season are underwhelming again um hasn't been on a great team for his whole career you like they were running into number one overall picks every year so, you know, it's, you're obviously not doing too well during the regular season. Hasn't always had the best weapons with him. More of a playmaker player. Um, could end up changing this by the end of his career. I think he could even end up being an all-star by the end of his career. He's still very young. Um, but I'm going to
0: land on average right now. I'm going to go average as well. I honestly, I kind of had him at, before we start talking, I kind of had him at below average. I um, mean, he's definitely gotten better throughout his career, and definitely with the emergence. He's changed his game. Yeah, that's that's what that's what I'm saying. Is like, I think at the beginning of his career, he was below average, but now he's like average, and the way he they plays just, now, they were just bad. Yeah, team team sucked. Uh, before we move on, I just want to say, like, what kind of team would he fit on? Like, what's what what would be a better fit for him?
1: Nuge, I could see Ryan Nugent Hopkins being like a um, a team that I think that he could fit well with would be, I hate to say it, Boston Bruins. Boston yeah. Bruins or like the, um, another team that I could see him fitting really well would be the Colorado Avalanche, their second line center behind um, Rantadon.
2: I think he would do well on the Blue Jackets with a guy like Torts think that he gets the most of his players and they could use a second line center like him um, behind Pierre-Luc Dubois but um, another team would be the Predators I think
1: yeah I could see him also being a St. Louis blue I could see him being a New York Islander yeah yeah I could see that too that's a that's another one and he's played with ebbs
0: so. yeah I mean he he's just your prototypical
1: two-way player like he 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 works really well is like that. He helps a lot with Dryside on that second line with Yamamoto. If you if you look back, they were probably the most productive line of that back half of the season when they put them together when Yamamoto came up. Yeah, And he oh, was like a, a point per game player this year.
0: Was he? Oh yeah, you're right. Sixty one points, sixty five games played. His career high is sixty nine. Um, This year in the playoffs, he had eight points. And then his last appearance in the playoffs, he had four apples in 13 games played. Um, Yeah. I think he's just average. I think it's average across the board. Um, Still love you, Nuge. (laughs) Keep him. Do Uh, we have to
1: do 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 the next one? We do. (laughs) We do.
0: 2012. Nail Yakupov. 350 games played, 136 points. He has a world junior championship silver. And he recently left the NHL in 2018.
1: Bust fucking bust. That whole draft sucks. Every no one in that top three is like relevant in that draft. I mean, say what you want. Is Ryan Murray relevant? Yeah, he is. Murray? Okay, Ryan Murray. Ryan Murray, the only one in the top three because Alex Galchenyuk has basically played in every fucking division in the NHL and is probably going to be in Russia next year. He's an Ottawa senator now. He's got his last chance with Ottawa. Fuck fuck Neliakapat. The guy came in. <laughs> he actually was decent in that in that half season on the lockout year. And then after that, man, don't know what happened. Too much Russian gas.
2: 2013 2014 minus 33 2014 2015 minus 35 now yakupov you take the cake you were the only first overall pick from 2000 to 2020 to be a
1: bust
0: dude what are you talking about he's average no i'm kidding he's he's a fucking
1: bust dude Dude, when he was in Sarnia, he was nasty, and then he was so sick in that like uh, that Subway Super Series where they play like the CHL All Stars, and he was on the Russians. It's uh, kind of crazy. Like
0: he's a Russian-born player, but he was playing North American hockey, and it's just like his game just didn't translate well. And he doesn't
1: even play that well in Russia.
0: That's what I'm. They don't saying. play defense. <laughs>
1: who was it that said he interviewed him it was just like oh brian burke douche brian burke yeah he's like why are you interviewing me i'm gonna go number one overall you're at like pick six why do i even have to be here and then like (laughs) and then i think whoever it was was like i'm gonna it wasn't burke but it was like one of the guys in the interview room wanted to like fucking kill him
0: (laughs) hell yeah brother um (laughs) uh, dude and the sad part is that nail Yakupov is only going to be remembered for his fucking sliding time. celebration what team was that against the kings man
1: yeah and do you know they panned to the oilers bench and if you look at ryan whitney's just like the fuck are you doing
0: <laughs> and it then regular, uh, it was a regular season game and then uh who who won it an
1: overtime was it Gagne? i think it was nuge it was no either- nuge yeah nuge won it but they scored before that and it got waived Really,
2: yeah. that was an oil change yeah dude i'm surprised he even played 350 games in the league i thought it was less yeah. than
1: that he played for the blues and then he finished with the abs if i if i'm not mistaken or vice versa you are correct
0: yeah um, he uh finished with the abs i thought he could be like a, a sleeper with the abs
1: yeah nope no Surrey. let's go to the next guy
0: <laughs> acor just wants to start stop talking about him uh Well, a guy, the next guy definitely blows Yakupov out of the water. 2013, Nathan McKinnon, drafted by the Colorado Avalanche, 525 games played, 495 points. He won a Memorial Cup with the Halifax Mooseheads, Uh, one time Lady Bing uh, trophy winner, and he
1: also won the Calder for Rookie of the Year. Um, So, Nate, (coughs) sorry. First season was fucking awesome. Kind of had a couple seasons where he really wasn't that great, fifty to sixty points. And he even said it; he thought he was just gonna be like that average player. And I remember, he was talking about in an interview. He, dude, he weighed like two hundred and thirty pounds his second and third years of hockey, like in the NHL, and didn't know what was going on. And then he dropped a bunch of weight, and then he had that breakout year. Um, when Hall won the MVP, I know McKinnon was right there, right behind him in voting. But right now. I, in my opinion, Nathan McKinnon is the second best player in the planet. Um, I think when it's all said and done, he'll be a Hall of Famer.
2: Yeah, this is kind of more general topic, but, you know, as I get older, it really dawns on me how young these kids are when they join a locker room with grown men and are expected to perform on elite level as a professional Um being an 18-year-old, 19-year-old, 20-year-old, you're still a kid, man. I don't care if you can vote. I don't care if you can get drafted to the military. I don't care if you can buy booze. You're still really a kid. Um, not fully developed yet. And this guy ended up being a goddamn all-star. I mean, watching him play in the playoffs this year, he was just a world beater. Best player in the playoffs, in my opinion. I don't care if his team went the whole way. If I had to pick one guy, I'm starting with Nathan McKinnon. The kid can fly. He's got um a ton of uh, depth to him it's up to his game and uh it's hard to knock knock him off the puck he can score this guy's gonna be a hall of famer when it's all said and done and i guarantee he wins a cup
1: dude yeah, he i agree with everything
0: he's just he's just gotten so dominant in the last three years like i put that video up on our instagram of him just yeah. undressing yeah. lungquist and feeding him his jockstrap um like literally dude he has just taken off and at the end of the at the end of his career he's definitely be a hall of famer but um yeah
2: i helped. i think that goal for him was a little bit of a turning point in his career do you guys agree
1: oh yeah. yeah that was the first year that he uh no i don't think he put up 90 points that season i think it was the 18th season was his first time or 17 was the year he put up 90 he even started slow that year too that he went on like a ridiculous i think he had like 20 points 20 games in a row with points but dude this playoff run he was insane the way he can shoot at full speed no one no one does that in the league like ovechkin kind of when he was younger could shoot off like off the rush really well i have not seen anyone like mckinnon when he's like getting his crossovers and he just blows by everyone
0: dude it's like it's like a scary like like like, like cutting up the ice dude <laughs>
1: All that's right, a so, fucking train so say i'm just gonna give you a a uh a, a hype hypothetical situation say the americans and the canadians in the olympics go to like if they were to go three on three how fucking scared would you be if you saw mcdavid and mckinnon as the two forwards on the ice
0: uh, d- uh dude i would put uh whoever the goalie is i'd put him in the middle and then i'd put the them right net the defenders in the net with him because they ain't <laughs> Just, stopping them i think yeah. the the only guys who could probably match their speed in my opinion is like dylan larkin yeah or an probably. american dylan larkin and
1: i don't even know all i can think about is dylan larkin the only the only defenseman that i think that could eat yeah <laughs> the only defenseman i think that could even like remotely shut them down just because he has a ridiculous reach and he can skate is headman. yeah and that he couldn't do it on three on three ice it'd have to be five on five also
0: it's not just three on three ice it's three on three olympic, olympic ice. ice yeah yeah so. that's fucking huge
1: yeah so yeah so also i have
0: said- one thing one more thing about mckinnon uh when did i i honestly think this was the catalyst, but when Patrick Waugh left coaching, the Avs.
1: Yeah, he only coached for like one or two seasons. McKinnon also did break his ankle one of those seasons, so he didn't play. Um, I think it was it was the year, because I remember they tried dishing Tyson Berry because Patrick Waugh fucking hated him. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, he's, he, he's the... He's their franchise. He's the again. I'd say you could say he's one or two right now in the league. It's either him or McDavid. Pick your poison. Is the top two best players on the planet. Yeah. Twenty-five
2: right. points in fifteen games played this playoffs.
1: Thir- plus thirteen. Yeah, he was disgusting. Insane. That uh, I forget. That's did they play the wild. No, they
2: played the coyotes. Coyotes, yeah, and had like nine goals a game. <laughs>
1: There was, there was one where he just, like, he he went up the ice from the left side and was just crossing over. And I think he – say what you want, Darcy Kemper stood in his head, even though he gave up a ton of goals, but the amount of insane saves he made. McKinnon went in and just ripped one, like, post in, And, like, you could just see Kemper's, like, fuck. Like, just so disheveled. Yeah, dude. Like, what are you going to do? Still 25.
2: Like, yeah. this is ridiculous. He's going to be – an insane yeah. player for another ten years.
1: So uh
2: I think yeah, it's all
1: I think we all agree on um Mac <laughs> Daddy. Uh I think uh so we got another Canadian coming up, another another first uh number one overall pick out of the is Barry Colts, right? Yeah, Barry. Yep. Oh, Aaron.
0: Aaron Eckblad drafted by the Florida Panthers, four hundred and fifty-eight games played, two hundred and twelve points, and I was upset about
1: this. He won the Calder trophy for rookie of the year, his year. Uh man, I want to say below average. The way he was hyped up. He was one of the guys that got exceptional status in the uh the CHL. Um he had a solid first year. The guy can he could score a bunch of goals. I think he had like he had over ten goals his rookie season, did he not? I feel like he scored a ton.
0: Yeah, uh, but he, since he, uh... then, he's just
1: not, he's not a number one overall pick in the caliber. Like he, he's showing flashes of Jack Johnson or Eric Johnson to me. He's, he's, I don't even know if he's a top four defenseman right now for the the Panthers. Like he's not that great. He's serviceable, but nothing first overall pick worthy. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's still averaging. Goals. Sorry,
2: I'm um, still averaging like. 30-ish points a year, which is not terrible for a defenseman. Um, I agree he does have shades of Eric Johnson. I know it's not Jack Johnson. I fucked that up. Um, He is uh, still a good player, and I think he can still get better because he's still young. Um, Defensemen tend to age into their own a little later than um, some forwards would. There's a little more freedom to the forward game where, you know, defensively you have to be uh technically good on many levels you have to know where to move the puck where to move the puck um how to take the body contact correctly how to protect the net so there's a lot of things that go into that game i think he'll end up being average to above average right now i'll keep him at average um i think he's definitely a top four defenseman for any team if you use him in the right way i think florida um you know, they've been good at times, but they don't really have a team um identity, if that's the right word I'm looking for. Um, so I'll I'll give them average for right now.
0: Yeah, brother, you wanna talk about team identity? Let's go back to high school <laughs> when we uh had that that intro coming out of the corner for starting lineups.
1: <laughs> Wait, what? Oh Jesus Christ. Yeah, don't we did worry. all sorts of
2: shit. We did we <laughs> all came out of the same team, we as a team, just, uh, dude, that was Cringe. so
0: funny. Uh, shout out to Spear if you're wa- if you're listening to this one, when you made us fucking Please making win. a gauntlet coming out of the corner and riding the fucking pony coming out of the gauntlet, dude. So, so,
2: cr-
1: so cringy. Fuck.
0: Uh.
1: anyway, um, it's got two, uh, this guy, nice little transition.
0: Uh, hold on, I didn't even give me. I didn't even give my take. <laughs> it's not needed. Yeah, Aaron wants to
2: move on to the next one, so no, bad. I, I so I've he can just take, blow his load. <laughs> I've yeah.
0: got a take on Aaron Eckblad. Uh, for me, definitely below average. I'm not gonna say any more about that. But what I want to do say is he did, definitely did not deserve the Calder Trophy that year. Um. The only reason why he won the Calder Trophy that year is because he got 30 more first-place votes than Mark Stone, who had 64 points, and he had 40 more first-place votes than Goudreau, who had 64 points. And then even right before them, uh, Philip Forsberg oh,
1: was up not score that much anymore.
0: And it's crazy because John Klingberg had 40 points, so I don't know yeah. where... I don't know why they chose him, but first round biased. Yeah, but um, I'm it's gonna not stop. Over yet. Yeah, I'm gonna stop talking for the next five minutes. Aaron, you could take 2015.
1: 2015, first pick from the Erie Otters, the best player on the planet, McJesus goes. Holy fuck! Talk about someone that got as much spotlight as Crosby. I don't think it's as much. I think, too, I think the media is a lot different back then in 2015 than it was in 2005. The kid was averaging two points a game in junior. Comes in to the shit Oilers. Uh, ha- doesn't have the best start. Ends up breaking his clavicle. Fuck you, Brennan Manning. Douchebag. And then after that, man. They
2: signed him after that. They signed Brennan I, Manning. No,
1: I, I – I, and then the guy got caught saying uh, a slur that you don't say in today's uh, world. Uh, but holy fuck, man. Since then, what, for uh, three consecutive 100-point seasons, is going to be – hopefully wins a cup by the end of his career. But, man, I think it's easy to say this he's going to be a Hall of Famer.
2: All right. Can I just do uh, – you know, what, what are the chances higher on the chance that Connor McDavid's team ends up getting another number one overall pick or that Connor McDavid's team wins
0: the cup? Go for it. What do you guys think? He's going to win a cup. Number one overall pick. Definitely. Fuck you! <laughs> <laughs>
1: Has They're to be the gonna...
2: Oilers, too, more specifically. Yeah. He's not going anywhere. Dude,
1: 351 games played, 469 points. He's got a World Junior Gold, two-time Art Ross winner, one-time Hart Trophy winner, one two-time Ted Lindsey. Those are just going to keep going up. It's either for the next, what, five seasons – the, the guys that are gonna win those like the Hart or Ted Lindsey, you're either gonna you're either gonna have Dreisettle, McDavid, McKinnon, Eichel, or probably Matthews is my guess. Is that fair?
0: Yeah. And the thing about McDavid is like you only list that he has two Art Rosses, one Hart, two Ted Lindseys. He's literally been a finalist every year since yeah. like since he's been a in second, the league.
1: Since his second season. 'Cause yeah. he missed he missed half the season with the Shoulder, and I then mean,
0: he was still a Calder finalist, <laughs> yeah. even missing yeah. that much time.
1: Yeah, and you had 27 year old Artemi Panarin winning it.
0: Hell yeah! Um, yeah, man, Connor McDavid. I said this earlier when we were doing the Crosby take. Uh, he's just like he, he will not, be, if not one of the best
1: players to have ever played the game of hockey. Um, I've no one, so, no one can produce. No one can, like, function at that speed. When he's at full speed, it is insane how, like, you know some guys, like, can't be as, like, functional when they're skating as fast to make plays. Him and McKinnon at top speed are still – I don't think anyone does it like they do in the league right now.
2: Yeah, and it's not necessarily flashy. It's just effective and efficient. Like, he always gets the job done. Like, when he comes in on a breakaway, it's not going to be the flashiest goal ever, but he's going to score. Like he's gonna do damage, and he's he's just an amazing player for sure, a Hall of Famer. So we saw Crosby go two thousand five, McDavid go twenty fifteen.
1: Do we see another phenom drafted in twenty twenty five to keep the trend going? The one I'm looking there's two guys right now that keep an eye on Connor Bedard and Shane Wright. Those keep an eye guys. on for the twenty twenty five draft. Well, they're twenty. I think Bedard will be twenty twenty four or twenty twenty three, and Shane Wright's twenty twenty. They're both around that time frame. They're both – well, Shane Wright will be probably 2022. But those are two guys – Huh? Acorn can't do math. (laughs) Yeah, wait. So Shane Wright's going to be – I think he's going to be 16 this year. So two more years. So, yeah, 2022. Connor Bedard's 15 years old. So that's three more seasons. So 2023. Sorry. But those are two guys that are coming. But, yeah, they're probably somewhere in the 2025 draft. The way everything's changing with training and, like, they're – the way it's, yeah, the way it's trending, there will probably be some stud in the 2025 draft, I guess.
0: I will say, though, if you did watch the Blackhawks-Oilers series that Taze was doing a little bit of show, showing the youngster up about how to play defense in your own zone, I think that's the one thing about McDavid's game that he needs to work on. And I think this is actually the true Iserman, uh, Iserman comparison. If he just plays a lot better defensively, A cup is no question for that team and for him.
1: Yeah, Uh, and I think, too, like, uh, I agree with that. But I think, too, lack poor goaltending, especially with Mike Smith and just the D-depth was so bad for the Oilers in the playoffs. (laughs) Like, Oscar Clefbaum played horrible, and, and it makes sense now why he played so bad. He was playing very hurt.
0: Yeah, that's true. I just think, like, when you look at the two the two centers, like Taze and McDavid, like, you obviously see the difference in between them. Like, Taze gets fucking abused. And I'm not saying McDavid doesn't, but go, go, that's
1: – That's saying the same thing about Kane. Kane gets away with it.
0: Well, away with what?
1: Not playing defense. you Wait, think Patrick Kane yeah, – Yeah, he's a
0: winger, though. He's a winger, though. McDavid's yeah. a center. Yeah. That's a center's that, job. <laughs> yeah, true
2: i'll give you that yeah he's got a little bit less of a two-way game for sure um and but to his defense you know he hasn't had a good team around him in any sense of the word um he does have to make up for that in his own right um maybe by playing a little more defensively he has the speed to get up and down the ice whenever he wants um maybe just a little bit of the coverage issues could help but um you know, a little injury prone. Hopefully that doesn't continue throughout his career. Uh like I said, these are still kids, you know, it's it's gonna take some time for him to put on muscle and really grow into his body a hundred percent. But um it was like he was born in a
0: test tube for specifically playing hockey. The kid is crazy. Yeah, yeah man. Um, let's move on to uh two thousand sixteen, uh, another US born player. Uh, he's definitely going to follow suit to Kane is Austin Matthews, 282 games played, 285 points. Uh, he played in Zurich, uh, definitely a different path. He's playing with men pretty much before he got to the NHL. Uh, Calder Trophy winner, his rookie year. Uh, and what Matthews is really known for early on in his career is his four goals and his debut.
1: Yeah, elite shooter. Uh, right now, he's an all-star. Obviously, he's still so young. Easily could be a Hall of Famer. That leaves team needs to win a fucking cup, and he's got to be one of the like the guys to lead him there. And I think he could. They just got to get the right pieces around him. And I, I, the other thing I'm looking at here is, do you see Austin Matthews being a leaf for his entire career? Because I don't. I see him being a Coyote eventually, or wherever they're if the Arizona Coyotes are still a thing.
2: I would love to see that because I'd love to see him win. Um, And I do not want to see the Maple Leafs win just on a personal level. But uh, he could have been drafted when he was 17. I think they were talking about McDavid, Eichel, Matthews um, before that draft started. Everyone was already talking about him um, before. That's why he ended up playing with men that year before he came to the NHL. An elite goal scorer, like our notes said, four goals in his debut. and he can score those four goals whenever he pops off in a game. Um, just an elite player. Uh, obviously, has done damage against the Bruins in the playoffs, which is, you know, easier said than done, especially when they've been eliminated in the first round that many times. But always oh, going to be a dangerous player. He'll be a Hall of Famer when it's all said and done.
0: Yeah, I think he's playing at a Hall of Fame level. Um Maple Leafs are going to be the Maple Leafs. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're cursed, whatever. Um, I'm kind of sh- – I'm not shocked, but I, I would have liked to see him be the captain this last season. They gave the C to Tavares. I understand it because he is a leader and he was captain of the Islanders, but how many young guys get to see who are, like, that good? You know what I'm saying?
1: Like, he's like a Crosby. Babcock, yeah. Babcock definitely helped with that, I think babcock and him really butted heads um and that kind of i think could have stunted his development a little bit but i think it'll be better with sheldon keith with the full season but yeah i agree with your statement yeah yeah it's,
2: uh, i think sometimes giving the c to a guy when he's that young is a little bit of a mistake i mean we're not inside the locker room but there's no way that a 19 year old kid can command the respect and kind of um you know, be looked at as kind of captain, leader, boss at the same time as like some of these thirty-five to forty-year-old men that are in the locker room alongside him. I mean, that could be some of the, their sons. You know, it's like
0: yeah, I yeah, I'm just I'm looking at it like a lot of those players on that Maple Leafs team is young, so like perhaps Tavares was the better option for to be the captain. But then again, like who are they going to look to? When they need a big fucking goal, Matthews. Yeah. I mean I agree. maybe maybe he's having the Kessel effect over there. I don't know, but Toronto's gonna fix their shit. And
1: I don't think Joe Thorin's the answer, but Yeah. I mean they they've gotten tougher, which I think they need. They need more grit in their lineup, but still I just just seems like the, it's like a what i don't think they're ever gonna find the fix to get them over the hump and out of the first round it's just hilarious yeah. and it's so funny because leafs fans are such degenerates <laughs> but yeah man one of the one of the things with matthews his shot is insane and a- any goalie that's like talked about him it's just like it's so hard to pick up on his releases especially when he does that like that drag shot where he changes the angle because his his release is he might be the best wrist shot shooter in the league or snapshot shooter in the league at the moment like ovi, obviously ovi ovi is right up there with him but Ovi's more of like the one t type of yeah. shot where matthews can you know flank the top of the the circle and rip one right onto the right on the crossbar hit the water bottle in a matter of a second yeah I,
0: I can get behind that statement for sure um he's just yeah man he he's he's that type of guy like you need to rely on him for a big goal Especially in the playoffs. Um, yep. But yeah, Hall of Fame for me, uh, Hall of Fame for you guys, I know, at the end of his career. Um, yep. Let's move on to a guy, kind of underwhelming in my opinion, 2017, Nico Heischer, Um, drafted to the Devils. He is a Swiss born player, uh, 209 games played, 135 points, and he has no awards, team or individual. Um, and I know that he, him, and uh, Nolan Patrick were
1: battling for that top uh, yep. pick that year. Um, I, I'm gonna go between tier-wise right now. I'd say he's at a five. They're the Devils are bad. Don't get me wrong. I think that kind of hurts him. I'd say maybe I'm leaning to more more towards average. I think he's gonna start getting better. He did have more of a breakout season this past year, but he's changed his game. I see a lot of like Ryan Nugent-Hopkins and Nico Hische. As he's gotten older, the, he's changed. He's kind of changing his game to be more of that 200 foot guy. So that's what I'm seeing. Um, and I think he could be like a good, like uh, a second line guy behind Hughes as the Devils grow, if that makes sense. I think at the end, he might be like the best I'm seeing is two would be like two is a reach for me, three would be like at his best, I think. But right now, for me, it's between a 4 and a 5. I'd say more towards just average.
2: Yeah, I'm giving him average for right now, for sure. Um, You know, not too underwhelming with his points. And like you said, the Devils Devils aren't a great team. And like you said, he's still young. Um, He's got a ways to go. And uh, definitely not a bust. I wouldn't even give him below average. I'd probably put him in the average category.
0: Yeah, I'm going to... Double tap on that. Definitely average player. He's gotten better. He's still young though. But let's just list off the next couple guys after Heisher and Patrick. So Heisher went one. Patrick went two. Miro Heiskanen went three. Macar went four. And Patterson went five. Oof. Uh, those guys, man, those are franchise guys right there. And the fact that they fell to three, four, and five—that's rough. Yeah, but, that
2: is tough. That is tough to look at. I agree. When, especially since all the talk was about Hisher
0: and Patrick. Yeah, man, draft. But hindsight is twenty twenty. Um, you're just gonna make do with what the uh, what the pick that you got. Um, but we're getting kind of to the end of this. Um, only three more guys left uh 2018 this guy's kind of like under not underrated he just never talked about uh Rasmus Deline defenseman drafted by the Sabres 141 games played 884 points and uh he won
1: a Champions Hockey League uh trophy with Ferlunda um i think it's harder to come in as a D it, it's i think it the 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 way that Quinn Hughes and car have come in and dominated have kind of hurt and Heiskinen has kind of hurt his value in stock as a number one overall pick. I mean, he's only 20. He's still like, it's a lot harder for a defenseman to come in and be successful compared to a forward because the game's so much different on the back end. But man, right now, I'm going to say he's aver- average, maybe above average. He could turn this around easily. He could have a breakout season next year. We could be be like holy shit but it it wouldn't surprise me right now i just think buffalo is so bad but hopefully they keep him, and hopefully this guy plays 15 years in the league but right now i'm going to give him average that that's what i'm at just because i think watching the other guys succeed but again he's still so young
2: I think he's extremely talented. Uh, Sabres kind of sucks, so it's not a great position to be in. Yeah. Uh, he has and on the other end, so he's got a little bit of help there. Um, I'm not sure if they necessarily play together too much. I know they're both named Rasmus, which is very weird. Um, but I think he'll end up being – I have him as average right now. I think he'll end up being – I think I, I actually have him as above average right now. I think he'll end up being an all-star. In the league, that might be a little bit of a hot take. I think he's just way too talented to not develop into being an elite defenseman.
0: Yeah, Briggs, I'm actually I actually agree with you, man. I actually have him slated at All Star, and I know that's like crazy to say, but uh what I'm really kind of going off of here is uh his points. So 141 games played, 84 points. The next guy, Svechnikov. I mean, everybody raves he's about not this Svechnikov. guy. Svetch has 150 games played and 98 points. So, Dalene's played nine less games, and he's only 14 points behind him. And then uh, Brady Kachuk, they literally have, like, the same amount of games played, and Dalene's only five points behind. So, I've got Dalene at All-Star, man, right now. Actually, I know he gets no love over in Buffalo, but I've got him at All-Star.
1: Fair. Uh, So... So I'll switch gears here over to the 2019 first overall pick lib.
0: Yeah, another US-born guy, Jack Hughes, 61 games played this season alone, 21 points, and he has a World Junior Championship silver.
1: I I don't even know what to rank him right now. I think it's it's still too premature. He as the season went on, he got better. I really thought he should have went to the World Juniors and played. I don't think he was ready for the NHL this season. In my opinion, he's too small. I think yeah. he should. I think he should have played college or done something different or went into the CHL. I think crazy amount of talent. I just don't think he was NHL ready physically.
2: In hindsight, I'd say that's probably a pretty good call, Aaron. Um, definitely, maybe wait another year. Before entering the NHL, not a ton of points, but not a great situation to be in either. um I have him as average right now, but like we said, it's it's too early to really call.
0: Yeah, I've got him at average as well. uh Just like I said, like like Deline, I just kind of go off of his draft class, and honestly, the only guys who have played were Ka- uh, Capo Caco and Kirby Doc. Yeah. And here are they the points. 21 23 and 23
1: and they all played
0: 60 plus games
1: yeah capo even capo didn't seem like he should in my opinion he shouldn't have played for the rangers either i think doc was probably out of the three doc probably made the most impact to his team yeah especially in the playoffs um but again it's still so early like you could see hughes be a cane like i'm not saying it but that's he's got like the way he plays and the skill as he gets older he could grow into somewhere like a a cane or that type of that's where i kind of see him the playmaker with like can cut like do crazy crazy ass like spin moves and shit like that i think he just needs to grow into his body um yeah we weird weird draft but they're all so talented it just still so early yeah i kind of just uh... because you don't have a great first year doesn't mean you're gonna you're not a you're a bust or by any means.
0: Yeah, and one thing I want to talk about Hughes is, like, you said he kind of reminds you of a Kane. If he – dude, I'm telling you, if he gets a little bit heavier, man, he kind of reminds me of, like, a Martin St. Louis. Yeah, I could see that. Like, he could be really fucking speedy and just, you know, sauce the puck and just kind of, like, bump guys off. But, yeah, it's agreed. Like, he's just average right now, too premature. But if you want to talk about premature – our last guy on the list, 2020, Alexi Lafreniere, uh, drafted by the Rangers. Uh, the only things that I have on him are he has a World Junior Championship gold that he won uh, his draft year. And 100. he had 112 points in his last year in junior
1: in the queue. Two-time CHL player of the year back-to-back. other player to do it, is Sidney Crosby. Um, this guy is going into a good situation. He's probably going to play on the wing with Panarin and Sabinajad, so I don't think that's he, – he won't have to, like, pull his – a lot of weight to, like, in his first year. In my opinion, he's going to be the rookie of the year. Just the way the kid plays, I don't know. He's He's got some grit to him, but you've seen – you've seen flashes where, okay, he can shoot the puck. Okay, he he can – he's a playmaker. He can play below the dots. He, he'll fight. um and he's been good in tough situations, like World Juniors. He came back from a – it almost looked like a, a, like a season-ending injury and was awesome. Uh, I think he was the player of the tournament in the World Juniors. So I have a lot of praise for this kid. But, yeah, I think that might be too premature, but I'm fucking rolling the dice here.
2: I think he'll end up being an all-star. Uh, looks like an elite player. We've known he's going to be the number one overall pick for a while now. And usually that's a good sign. Um, Like I said, we knew that about Matthews. We knew that about McDavid. We knew that about Crosby. All these guys that have been coming in for a year plus, and you know they're going to separate themselves from the pack and stay like that. Um, We just talked about the Hischer draft where it was like, you're kind of going back and forth and look at the way that played out. So I think he's going to be a great player. Um, I think he's coming into a decent situation. Uh, an organization that's prepared to rebuild on the fly, if you will. Um, so I think he'll end up being an all star at least.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. It just too, it's crazy now with him coming in with their other first round picks like Cap Capo. Could he be on the move? Could they trade any of these guys just because, like, when it's all like when their ELCs come up, they're all going to be wanting their money? So I'm curious if the Rangers they have pieces to move to get better in the now. So I'm curious what the Rangers do. Uh, I see them moving a guy like
0: Vitali Kratzoff. Um, Unfortunately, yeah. Uh, if he signs, he's, uh pretty sure he signed to an ELC. So, yeah. Uh, releasing like a guy like that, uh, I'm gonna say that Lafreniere, uh, Hall of Famer. I if think he's so a wa- Hall of Famer. Yeah, if you want me to get technical with it, I'm just gonna say he probably has two Stanley Cups to his resume. Uh games, thousand points yeah uh i could see him winning in art ross for most points uh yeah dude that's that's what i got on laffy out of honestly though i don't hot take cole perfetti wins uh the calder this year
1: he's a um he just signed his uh, elc he's gonna be with the um the jets the jets that's interesting because he's a yeah uh, left-handed shot correct wing
0: he's a center yeah he uh
1: so he's gonna left-handed. Either... interesting so is he gonna crack the top six and be that second line center with either uh mine uh connor or um uh wheeler that's where he's gonna have to fit if he gets it because he ain't gonna win it on the third line
0: yeah def he's gonna have to be that second line center
1: yeah and they will have some elite talent with him but Yeah, I could see that. I still, um, I'll put money on that he wins it as uh, Lafreniere. I mean, it's going to be pretty hard not to put up 60 points playing with Zabinajad and Panarin if they slot him there. I know. I
2: don't think that it will work like that because Panarin plays left wing, doesn't he?
1: Does he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I think Lafreniere's played left and right wing, if I'm not mistaken. Either that or he plays with, um, yeah, I I still think he's going to be on that line. And I think the Rangers GM has openly said that.
2: I looked it up last time, too, when we talked about this. Um, Panera was playing with Strom for most of the year.
1: Not oh, really?
0: Yeah. For some reason, I thought they were together. I On the power play, they play together. Yeah. But, yeah, boys, man. 20, last 20 years, first overall picks. We had, what, one bust? Yeah. And one <laughs> below average. Yeah, one two. below average. Two, um, I who's think the, the best
1: p- pick, Who's the best pick of the twenty? Uh, I'd have to say it's right now. It's got to be Crosby. Yeah,
0: it's hard to argue. I, Ovechkin. Yeah. Uh, yeah I it's David. hard, man. I if you had to rank it like top five, I think top five is better because you there's more there's more wiggle room. And don't, it doesn't have to be an order. You can just get five. Yeah, it could be like Crosby, Ovechkin, McDavid, McKinnon, and um. Honestly, dude, I'd probably go fucking Colville, Really? Yeah. You put him over a
2: Matthews
1: or Kane? Kane. Oh shit! What am I thinking? Sorry, no Kane. <laughs> nope, Kane? you're stuck. Nope, you're stuck. <laughs> I'd I'd go uh, I'd go, uh, Crosby. Ovechkin, McJesus, McKinnon, and I'd probably go uh fuck me. Uh I'd probably go it's
0: Matthews or Kane.
1: Yeah, I'd go Kane. I'd go Kane <laughs> right now. I'd go Kane right now with the three cups. It's
0: hard to argue Kovalchuk though.
1: In the ten maybe. Not five. Kovalchuk's not in the Hall of Fame, for yeah. me, though, so that's gonna make <laughs> a difference.
0: <laughs> but dude, he's just so good. He was so good in his fucking
1: I I'd rather take the killer over him.
0: Yeah. But man,
2: the trips to Russia, man. I think that's a man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: he's not even in, like he's not even a top three Russian all time. I'd take Malkin and Crosby over him, or that's Malkin. A- yeah, Datsuk even, or um, is there anyone else I'm fucking missing?
0: Would you take Fedorov over him?
1: Yes. Yep. Buray. Ooh, that's a good one. I I don't know. I'd probably take uh, Buray. Didn't play enough. Bury, at his time was nasty.
0: We'll uh, we'll throw that up. Who who's better, Burray or Kovalchuk?
1: Ninety six and number ten Berrey. And then uh, put up uh, uh, what's
2: more likely: the Oilers to win a cup or get no? The don't fucking pick. do that. What happens first?
1: Don't do that. You gotta do please. it. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Trades one for one.
2: <laughs> Best trade ever. But yeah, right, John moore's bro. on the board for
0: Connor McDavid. I'm here <laughs>
1: not nah, i heard it's leon for matt barkowski
0: that's amazing tommy cross in the mix
2: <laughs> i don't know where matt barkowski plays anymore i know he's on pittsburgh for I think a he's on
0: bit. the canucks organization He was, he was on the canucks yeah, a little bit canucks. i remember i
1: tweeted something i was like because they were talking about the anniversary of the uh the trade and i was like oh do you think uh shirelli might trade dry? or i said oh do you think uh whoever the gm at the time was trades uh dry settle for Bart cows goes what are you fucking retarded or something <laughs> so Jeez. no one caught no one caught my humor but i guess whatever shit happens but uh boys this is fun uh feels like when we don't talk for like a week it seems like an eternity that two weeks felt like uh it's a long two weeks for me getting real upset about it
0: yeah boys we, we keep each other entertained in our group chat throughout the week um but yeah man let's wrap this up Uh, episode 28, ranking the first overall picks through our tier list. If you guys are listening and you guys have any, any hot takes, any, uh, you know, thing you want to debate with us on, uh, these players, please let us know, reach out to us at our social media at the one, three, one podcast that is for Twitter and Instagram, uh, things that you can expect in the future, uh, merchandise, Uh, We got together. We're going to try and get that stuff out by New Year's. All right. So if you guys want a Christmas present for your girlfriend, for your baby, for your dad, whoever, reach out to us. Uh, We'll definitely get you guys something. Um, We're also putting the finishing touches to our website. Uh, Briggs has been working real hard on that. And uh, next week, you you guys can look forward to a Jeopardy-style episode in honor of uh, the late Alex Trebek, um, who hosted Jeopardy. He Canadian was a legend. Yeah, Ottawa Ottawa Senators fan. Um, so that'll be fun. But, yeah, boys, uh, this was fun. A lot of debates. Um, Neil Yakupov is an all-star, man. Yep,
1: he's really good. But thanks for listening, guys. Appreciate it. Follow us on uh, our socials, and uh, we'll keep up with you as much as we can. Yeah, it was nice
2: talking to you guys. This was a fun episode. I'm excited for next week's episode as well. Get a little more
0: creative with it. And um, if you're listening to the whole thing, man, thank you. We really appreciate it.